Welcome to the Holistic Way podcast. I'm your host, Nikki, aka Dominique, founder of the Holistic Way, holistic life coach, and yoga teacher. I hope you'll join me weekly as we discuss holistic approaches, fresh perspectives, and non-negotiable self-compassion. Understanding is empowering and self-kindness is the new sexy. It is my mission to introduce to you new ways to work with your mind, body, and emotions rather than against them, to create long-term results with more ease and fun. Hi, gorgeous listeners. I'm so happy to have you here again this week for another episode of the Holistic Way podcast. This week's episode is a little bit different than usual because it is an interview I made with my mentor and friend, Nina. She is a psychic channel, a healer and a mentor. She helps her clients heal their blocks, embody their soul's magic and sacred purposes and step into their next level expansion in life and business. I had to check my emails And she has been my mentor since April 2022. A decision to hire a coach slash mentor has never been this clear. And it was one of the best decisions I could have made. In this interview, I have questioned Nina about her spiritual abilities, about spirituality in general, and her own journey with spirituality and her gifts. But most importantly, we also discuss how we all have psychic abilities and she teaches us in this interview how we can start to unlock them. Without further ado, let's dive right into the episode. Amazing. Well, thank you, Nina, for taking the time for this interview. Like I said before, I'm super, super excited about it. I just want to know all about you, about your (laughs) gifts, how you came about them, I mean, I've prepared a few questions, but like, I hope, I mean, how we always do, just we talk and have a nice conversation and, and we'll see where it leads us. So I was just wondering if you could start by telling us a bit about yourself in general, where you're from, what you're doing um, in life and just whatever feels right for you to share in this moment. Ooh, big question. (laughs) First of all, thank you so much. I'm really excited about this as well. Um, So thank you for inviting me for this interview. And a little bit about me. I'm a psychic channel, energy healer, and spiritual mentor. And I've been doing this now for about a year and a half, which feels like a very short time, actually, because (laughs) I've uh, actually... I have a career as a lawyer that I left to, to, to walk on this path instead. So it's quite different from what I was doing before. Um, so what I do now is that I help um, spiritual entrepreneurs to step into their le- next level expansion in their life and their business so that they embody their soul, their purpose work, and what they came here to do in this world. And manifest the reality that they desire. So that's a little bit about what I do right now. Mm-hmm. And you were asking, how did all of this start? Ooh, that's a big question as well. So I used to work as a lawyer, and I really thought that that was my 
that I was living my purpose. I'm like, this is what I'm here to do. And I was pretty good at it as well. And Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it for the first couple of years. And then one day I had this, uh, not really a fan of this word, but a spiritual awakening, I guess you would uh, describe it as. And then I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, everything just felt so uh, different. After that, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was doing the same thing every day and that it was just like waking up and being like, what am I doing? This is not, this isn't it. I know I'm here to do something um, different, but I had no idea what it was. And it was quite frustrating because everything around me started to change. Like the, started to see things very differently. And then when I would come to work every day, I actually felt like a little bit of my soul was dying (laughs) and it felt so pointless. So I started to get really into spiritual practices. I was going to retreats. I was going to medicine plant retreats. I started traveling the world. um, And I didn't really know what I was looking for. I was just like desperately seeking for like, what's my thing? What's my purpose? Where is it? And I just allowed myself to be guided in every direction that my interest was pulling me towards. So I started signing up for like energy healing courses. I went for yoga teacher trainings and they were all great, but it was like every time I tried something new, I was like, okay, this was nice, but it wasn't it. And I was really in that energy of like really trying to find what that was. And it's interesting because when you stop trying so hard, that's kind of when your purpose actually finds you. And I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but it is the truth. (laughs) Um, And I believe it was at my, yeah, I think things started to, I started getting clues. So I started going to like medicine plant retreats and I was getting um, all these messages and seeing visions of like who I was, what I've been doing in past lives and why I'm here. And as you know, with visions, like the mind speaks in metaphors and I couldn't really make any sense out of it. I'm like, what does this mean? And in one of the ceremonies, I remember I was like connected to, they called it the, the field of all that is. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it just felt so natural. Like this is what I've always been doing. And I was really tapped in and knew the answer to like everything. (laughs) So then I was asking when I was in that state, I'm like, can I really do this? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) And then the next day I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm psychic now. And I sat down to meditate and I felt like a complete idiot. I'm like, hello, is there anyone there? (laughs) And nothing happened. So I'd really felt interested to like deepen my intuition and like start connecting with my guides. And I was really trying hard, you know, I was like doing all these spirit guide meditations and absolutely nothing was happening. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe it was just, maybe it's not true. Maybe it was just a random vision I had. Um, Fast forward a bit. And during this time when I was like incredibly unfulfilled at work, Mm -hmm. I kept manifesting new jobs. I was like, this place sucks. (laughs) I need a new job. And I kept manifesting new jobs. That was not the problem. But what kept happening was I kept manifesting the exact same situations Mm -hmm. over and over again. So it was like different job, same shit, you know, like, (laughs) 
And that's what's really interesting, side note here, about manifestation. When we manifest from the mind and what we think makes sense, we're doing it on our own, you know? We're not manifesting with what is mm -hmm. our highest potential or what's in our highest good. So I was just manifesting to get out of my current situation. I'm like, well, I'm a lawyer, so of course I'm going to manifest a new job in legal and it was literally this like I don't know how many places I was like at three different places and it was like it's the same thing <laughs> so the last place I was at was the worst of them all it was so unfulfilling it was I just wanted to you know quit my job but I felt that would be irresponsible <laughs> and I was secretly hoping to lose it I was like oh wouldn't it be so nice if I could just lose my job and mm -hmm. I was secretly hoping for that because I had this trip planned to South America. It was going to be a spiritual retreat. And I'm like, am I really going to come back to this? So it was very synchronistic. Um, I did actually end up losing my job because the pandemic hit. Um, mm -hmm. I lost my job. South America didn't happen. But like, I was so happy to lose my job. I was like, thank you. <laughs> and my boss was like, what? You're happy about this? I'm like, I'm thrilled. <laughs> there I was, had no idea what the next step for me was. I just knew that I was so incredibly free, so incredibly happy, and just really relaxed about things. And it was really strange because a week later, I was sitting and meditating, as I usually do in the mornings, and then I felt this like energy that was kind of, you know, pressing down on me almost. It was quite heavy. And then it, it kind of freaked me out. So it scared me a bit. And I'm like, whoa. And I actually said out loud, like, who's there? And then I heard this really loud voice, very masculine voice. It was like, even had like an Indian accent. He's like, hello. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Uh, who are you? And then it, I ended up having this conversation for hours where I was channeling this being. I had no idea who it was at the time. And it was the most interesting conversation I've ever had because I received the answers to everything I had ever wondered about. Mm -hmm. I got very clear information, who I am, why I'm here, what I'm here to do, um, and why things have been the way they've been all my life. So I was like, wow, this was interesting. Um, and there was no doubt in my mind that it was like, you know, me making things up because it was so loud and clear, which mm -hmm. I think I needed to be able to believe it. Um, and then my guide was like, oh, just like hop on Facebook and find random people and do readings for them to prove to yourself that this is for real. So that's actually what I started doing and was really surprised because they were incredibly deep and spot on. And these are people I've never met before that I know absolutely nothing about. So I was like, wow. And then word spread. People started contacting me. Like, how do I get a reading from you? I was like, wow, okay. This, this is really fun. I was really enjoying it. And the, then I started noticing that like, I'm helping all these people. I'm able to read their soul. I'm able to give them the answers to everything they've ever wondered about and also tell them everything that's in their way to manifest the life that they desire. So I was basically serving them with all this information, but then it's like, okay, 
bye. <laughs> I wanted to be able to help them. I'm like, but I'm giving them this information and then just sending them away. So then I was guided to the next step, which was a coaching certification. So I started coaching, got certified in a bunch of different modalities. And yeah, I guess when the realization that I do have a larger purpose for being here, mm -hmm. understanding how big it was, that kind of freaked me out, to be honest. Like it was fun from the beginning um, because the guidance was really clear. It's like, you're here to help people remember who they are, to wake into the truth of who they are and help them rise to the next level so they can live their soul purpose and make a ripple effect of change in the world. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like seeing clients one-on-one -on -one and doing like healing sessions. It's like, no, you're here to help other people rise so that they can fulfill their purpose and make a huge shift in the world. And I was like, Oh, that's big. <laughs> it, is. it is. And then all my limiting beliefs and fears and like inner core wounds were just exposed. Like, mm -hmm. who am I to do this? It's a big responsibility. Like, I'm not good enough. And like, everything came to the surface, which really kept me stuck for a long time. And I was really terrified of putting myself out there. I was terrified of telling people what I was doing. Um, and it didn't really make that much sense because I had I was, was quite confident before, but then all of a sudden I just felt myself shrink. And whenever someone would ask me what I did, like I was terrified and I could just feel this like lump in my throat and I just couldn't understand what it was. So I guess you would call it like a spiritual awakening part two, because it was like <laughs> dark night of the soul that I never asked for. <laughs> and uh, that is the interesting thing about stepping into your purpose. Like I thought everything was just going to be easy and like fun and breezy uh, and everything would just work out. But turns out that you have to um, deal with your deepest, darkest fears and a lot of limiting beliefs. So yeah, there was a point where I was really holding myself back, really mm -hmm. terrified. So things were kind of slow in the beginning, worked through a lot of things, a lot of like past life blocks around like, you know, speaking my truth, being visible, stepping into my power and a lot of other blocks as well. Like it was really interesting to see this is a very different path than, you know, uh, corporate job in 95, you know, working through that fear of judgment and like, yeah, all of that. Um, and the interesting thing was I was coaching for a while, which I liked, but there was something that didn't exactly feel a hundred percent soul aligned. It was like when I was doing the channeling work, that really was like, you know, what I really, really enjoyed doing, but I did have like a limiting belief. I'm like, well, you can't really build a business as a psychic or a healer and healer was a term that I definitely didn't resonate with as well um and I thought coaching made sense so I'm like yeah this is what we're doing <laughs> and it's interesting how things just change you know and it takes some time like the path always changes along the way and it evolves as you do as well so this was only a few months back where 
I was taking a business course and like there were a couple of questions that we were instructed to to sit with our guides and ask them and the questions were who am I why am I here and who did I come here to be so I was like oh I know those I know the answers to those questions I don't need to ask them but she's like no just you know sit with your guides see what they say and interestingly enough like the answers were exactly the same as when I had asked two years before. So they said, you're a teacher, you're a healer, you're a channel, and you're a guide. I'm like, cool, so coaching. And they're like, no. You <laughs> <laughs> never said that. I was like, what? And they're like, no, that was all you. Like, we, we told you, like, the answer is still the same. And I'm like, oh. So that was like my logical mind trying to make sense out of what they were saying, because I couldn't see any like potential future running a business like as a psychic or a healer. So I was like, okay, that was kind of triggering because I've spent all this time <laughs> and all this <laughs> money on like certifications. And they're just like, trust us, you know, when you're on your soul aligned path, that's really when you have 100% life force energy behind what you do. And when I thought about it, I'm like, that totally makes sense because um, I noticed that when I was coaching, even though I enjoyed it, it kind of took energy from me. Mm -hmm. And when I'm channeling, I can literally do that for hours. And the same thing with healing as well. And at the time, I had no idea what they meant by healing. I'd always heard that I am a healer. Um, didn't really resonate with it because I've taken courses in like energy healing. And I'm like, no, this is so not for me to like mm -hmm. be silent and like place my hands over someone and just, you know, um, I hadn't really experienced like powerful healing sessions myself, but they guided me. They're like, no, this is who you are. Own it, step into your gift and see what happens. So I was like, okay. And uh, it was really interesting because then I offered a few people some practice sessions and that's where I met you. <laughs> Divinely guided, so I love that. Yes, exactly. And I had no idea what was going to come through. So the first session that I had with you, that was like a business reading. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I can channel business guides for people that are walking their their path to fulfill their soul purpose so it felt so incredibly aligned that it was just like wow this is absolutely what I'm meant to do there wasn't a doubt mm -hmm. in my mind anymore like yeah of course I can do this and then um when we had the second healing session it was like okay I'm getting out of the way what is what does she need and like not really focusing so much on the how and it's beautiful because they have I've basically channeled this healing modality that I didn't even know before. I understand how energy works, but the way that it's done is not like anything I've experienced before. So it's kind of like healing with clearing limiting beliefs, emotions, trapped emotions, uh, clearing past life imprints, ancestral wounds everything so it's like yeah. the the combination with the channeling and the healing is like we get to the root cause of the issue whatever it may be and then we go back and clear that and that's really what creates the most powerful 
transformations because we clear the block, we clear all the limiting beliefs around it, the trapped emotions. And then this might sound weird, but we download new beliefs. So these are shifts that are created instantly in the quantum field. And any other healing work that is needed um, as well to be able to help the, the client achieve what it is they desire. Mm -hmm. So it's basically helping them achieve what they want in the fastest, most efficient way that I know anyway, <laughs> um, possible. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. And it's really beautiful when you realize what your soul blueprint is and start to really embody that because that's when things really unlocked for me. That's mm -hmm. when things felt fun. Things felt like play. And I was having these sessions and I'm like, I can't believe people are paying me for this because it's so damn fun <laughs> and effortless. And that's when clients started coming to me as well. So I was like, oh, is this what alignment feels like? Like before it didn't feel flowy, felt kind of like pushing a rock up a hill. And that's because it wasn't the most soul aligned. Mm -hmm. So that's also a topic I really love talk, talking about, like the soul blueprints and what is aligned and what your unique soul gifts are. Because when you really own those, when you know what they are, it's kind of like, it's almost magical. It's like they just, you just start doing something you've always known how to do. And mm -hmm. there's no logical explanation for it. <laughs> and it works. So that was a very long description, but <laughs> well, that's beautiful. That's exactly what I wanted to know. And it's amazing. Like I've been working with you and I can agree that the work you do is unlike anything that I've ever seen or heard of before. And it created shifts for me faster than anything else or I could ever imagine. So, um, <laughs> right now thank you so much <laughs> for all the work you did I'd just like to ask you a bit about do you remember first of all your spiritual awakening was it a book you read was it something you heard can you remember a specific trigger or yeah that's an interesting or something that came across that you remember oh I think this is you know the first domino That is an interesting question. I've never shared this like within in an interview, but I actually met someone that I don't know if you resonate with this, but you know that feeling when you see someone and it's like, oh my God, like I where have you been? I've known you for lifetimes. And it was just mm -hmm. this instant deja vu and this insane uh, magnetic pull to this person. And this person felt the exact same mm -hmm. thing and it was interesting because I'm like okay this is weird I can't tell him that like you know it feels like we've met before he might think I'm weird and he's like I think we've had past lives together <laughs> we've done this before I'm like okay it can be weird you know because it really felt that way and it was the most intense connection I'd experienced up until that point it was like looking in someone's eyes and just like remembering and just like seeing myself in a way mm -hmm. so I started feeling all these weird feelings <laughs> that I hadn't felt before and I'm like what's going on am I going crazy you know and 
started like searching about like soul connections and things like that and that's essentially what I had with this person a very very strong deep soul connection and I had experienced soulful connections before but this was something on a completely different level like almost like very telepathic connection we could we were very in tune with each other's emotions and being that closely connected to someone else kind of awakens not only certain abilities but things about yourself like it brings forth your deepest wounds as well so mm-hmm. everything kind of came to the surface and I'm like oh my god what's going on because <laughs> it was so much at the same time you know things it was kind of like waking up which was beautiful but at the same time it was like this dark night of the soul where everything started to change it was like you know when you kind of wake up in the morning and you're like things look different and your friendships feel different and it's like things you used to enjoy just don't light you up anymore so it was a really beautiful experience but also kind of scary because everything you identify with and everything you think that you are is just like no it's all an illusion (laughs) (laughs) so I guess that was the first um domino if if we want to call it that I've always been very spiritual like even as a kid I was really interested in like witchy things <laughs> I think I started like nerding out on astrology when I was 11 you know like I've always been really really interested in it and uh, so that's always been with me but this was really like an awakening that's when I started like deep diving into absolutely everything metaphysical everything spiritual all the books all the courses everything mm-hmm. And that's also where the pull towards like plant medicine came because I'm like, I want to go deeper. Like I want to know more about myself. And that really uh, kickstarted things as well. (laughs) I like that. I love that. I also believe that people are placed in our lives, you know, for this exact reason to get us from one point to another (laughs) or initiate some kind of of journey activators (laughs) yeah and I definitely experienced that before as well if seeing somewhere or meeting someone and you're like we've known each other before I cannot explain it but it just is what it is yeah (laughs) beautiful um you talked a little bit just now about always being spiritual do you feel that you had some kind of gifts already when you were younger or is that something that came after your awakening or can you remember some things from your childhood experiences where you felt them before or not at all not really to be honest like to be honest I don't remember like I don't have a whole lot of like vivid memories from my childhood Mm -hmm. but I do remember like at one point when I was up at night and like there was this being that was in my room that sat down on my bed and we were just having a conversation as you would with a being that's just (laughs) in your room and like my mom comes in she's like who are you talking to and I'm like well can't you see like she's sitting right there and my mom looked at me like I was absolutely insane goes like okay um so I do have a couple of like recollections of those kind of experiences 
but what really happens like children are really open to mm-hmm. the spirit world because that's where we come from <laughs> we come directly from the spirit world so where we come to this world where you know um completely perfect divine beings you know unconditioned up until that point uh we're playful we're creative and that really is the energy of tapping into spirit it's that playfulness and innocence which is really really important so i don't know i yeah i really want to um mention that as well because the way i was going about trying to tap into my gifts was super serious it was like sitting down meditating like can something happen now like and it's when you're like in that relaxed state which i was in when i had left my job when i was so happy and just felt at ease and it was fun mm-hmm. and flowy that's when things really unlocked for me when i stopped trying so hard um total side note back to the <laughs> childhood thing <laughs> yeah so i do remember those kind of experiences but nothing like uh nothing even close mm-hmm. to <laughs> what i <laughs> now i've i've always been quite intuitive but it's been very random so i would know things without knowing how i knew them but it was nothing that i could tap into or at least i didn't know how to tap mm-hmm. and it was just it was very random and up until the point when everything opened up it was more and more frequent but still very random mm-hmm. and that's also i believe one thing that is in the way to really access those gifts is the lack of trust and belief because even though i wasn't channeling at that point i was doing like oracle card readings which i really enjoyed at the time i don't do that anymore but mm-hmm. I would have these intuitive feelings but then I'd be like no I don't know anything let's look at the book you know like I had no trust whatsoever in my intuition and that is one of the main things that holds people back from accessing their mm-hmm. gifts because intuition can be so incredibly subtle that either we think we're making it up um or we think that it's just a thought in our mind mm-hmm. like no that is me thinking that is not me receiving any information so that is quite a common misconception like mm-hmm. when i was trying so hard i expected this being to like appear in front of me in the room like in this really dramatic way that it would be super clear <laughs> and that's not how it works <laughs> i wish someone had yeah. told me that <laughs> yeah and um Well for me it was super clear because I had I was I'm clear audience so I hear the voice of I'm also clear cognizant which is that I just know and my other senses have developed as well but from the beginning it was that very very strong clear audience and I believe that spirit had to speak that loud and that clear for me to be able to believe it because if it would have been subtle I wouldn't have believed it and uh as a triple capricorn like i'm quite a logical person <laughs> i think i really needed that confirmation rather than like a whisper <laughs> yeah so it was really like bang on you know like you couldn't miss it um but otherwise it is very it can, it can be very subtle so it's very mm-hmm. important to know which is your main sense so i was focusing on the wrong thing i was focusing on trying to see something 
when in fact I'm not visual at all. Like when I close my eyes and try to imagine something, I see the back of my eyelids. Like I don't, <laughs> and I was going about it the wrong way. Cause there's people that place such high value on like clairvoyance on like seeing things. And there's like, I don't know if it's just something I had a belief around, but it feels like a lot of people were like, Oh, I'll go. I want to see a clairvoyance. I want to know um, that that was kind of like superior in a way. So I wasn't actually tuning in the right way. Yeah. That's exactly what my guide told me when I connected for the first time. I'm like, how long have you been with me? And he's like, for a year. And I'm like, oh, what what took so long? And he's like, well, you were trying to connect in all the wrong ways. (laughs) He said, you weren't listening. I was like, oh, okay. So that is my tip number two. Know your Claire, which Claire sense is the most mm-hmm. dominant, which one, or it's usually like one to three senses that are like yeah. the most developed. Um, or maybe one is developed and two are like quite dormant, but can be awakened with like certain activations or practices and work on those and yeah. really tap into those senses and also practices that are specific for those practices mm-hmm. so if you're like me not visual at all like just don't yeah. <laughs> try to do exercises for clairvoyance if that's not your strongest sense so yeah that's really uh helpful for anyone else that is curious about their psychic abilities because we're all psychic and it's definitely easier for some people to open up to those gifts but everyone can open up to them with like patience practice and a little bit of help on the way I believe is very yeah. beneficial so yeah I love that because you're answering all my questions as you go so <laughs> it's perfect this is exactly what I wanted to ask you like do you believe that everyone has the capacity and the ability to see hear feel or whatever um, their sense is yeah um, so that's beautiful I do believe that we are, or I do believe, I know that we're like, most of us have connections to certain realms. Like for me, for Mm -hmm. example, people ask like, oh, do you channel the like departed spirits? I'm like, no, I don't do that because within me, it just doesn't resonate and Mm -hmm. I'm not drawn to it. Uh, I don't even feel called. I wouldn't even feel called to do that if someone would ask me because it's just, no, it's not my dimension mm-hmm. to while others are here to be a spiritual mediums that actually connect with the spirit world with departed souls and that is completely in alignment with their soul purpose and soul blueprint but it's nothing that I feel is even within mine um, and it's interesting because when I uh, channel for for clients I usually channel the beings that are coming through for them And if I channel for myself, like I usually don't connect with the angel realm, for example. Mm -hmm. So they usually only come through when the client is connected to the angel realm. So certain people may have an easier time to connect with angels. Some may Mm -hmm. connect with star beings if they have like starseed origin. Um, Some may connect with ascended masters. That was my first guide. He's still with me, but... 
he was an ascended master as well. So there, we're, yeah, talking about different dimensions here. And it's also interesting because there are certain soul contracts as well with certain beings. Uh, for example, I only used to like channel very masculine energy. And my first guide is uh, Ascended Master Babaji. Uh, he was the human incarnation of Lord Shiva, which is like his energy is so direct. You know, it's like no BS, like straight to the point. Mm -hmm. almost could be quite triggering. Very masculine. It's not, it's a very different energy if you would compare it to like channeling Jesus, who's like very, you know, um, loving and like, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. or, or channeling uh, Mother Mary, for example, like a very, very different energy. Mm -hmm. So we do have certain soul contracts with different guides. Uh, some of them are not meant to be with us like for life, mm -hmm. they're, they're meant to be with us for a certain purpose. Um, and that's also very interesting um, because I asked my first guide, like who was with me before? And he's like, oh, then you had another guide. But when you learned the soul lesson that you were supposed to learn at that point in time, that guide, like their job was done. Oh, okay, cool. So the guide I had before was apparently, you know, learning self-love. I learned that that guide had fulfilled their soul contract with me and I wasn't even aware of this guy because I was not connected at the time. Um, and then Babaji could connect with me because he's like, now it's our time. And uh, I was channeling him for about a year, like exclusively because I didn't actually know what else I could do with the channeling. I'm like, yes, I'm speaking to one guide. You know, I opened up very spontaneously. So I hadn't studied it. I didn't know what else I could do. I didn't know like the, the vastness of what's actually possible and available. So I did take a channeling course after a year to just learn like, what else can I do with this? And it was like, oh my God, like this whole world just opened up mm -hmm. and I'm channeling different beings and very different energies. And then I noticed that like the, the connection with him started to weaken. And that made me very sad. I'm like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just making room for other beings that have soul contracts with you that you are meant to channel at this time. Like I've, I've taught you so much, which mm -hmm. he did. Like it wasn't only giving psychic readings. It was like, okay, grab a paper and pen. Now today I'm going to teach you about this. And we would have like lessons. It was actually teaching me so much that was really interesting because all these courses I had been taking before when I'm like, not, not this, not this, not this, all of that knowledge was totally relevant in the kind of readings I was doing. I mentioned, for example, I did a yoga teacher training and I'm like, no, I'm not a yoga teacher. I like yoga, but I'm not a yoga mm -hmm. teacher. But all that wisdom, all that knowledge was very helpful because Babaji, for example, he's the founder of Kriya Yoga. Okay, and that's interesting. When I was doing readings for people, it was like, okay, specific yoga poses, specific Ayurvedic diet recommendations, specific pranayams, like breathing exercises. And I wouldn't have known these, I wouldn't have been able to channel these things if I didn't have that knowledge. So he's basically, spirit basically uses our, um, what's the word, our frame of reference. So I wouldn't be able to start speaking about random yoga poses that I've never seen or knew the name of. So they're using our frame of reference and our like level of consciousness. And it's not actually 
like the way I was receiving uh, messages in the beginning, it was like very like through clear hearing, but it's actually energy that we are translating. So spirit trans uh, speaks in energy and then we translate that with the words. So it's kind of like a database of knowledge and words and then using what I have within me to translate whatever is coming through. So okay. it's kind of how it, how it works. Yeah. And since then been channeling different kinds of beings for different purposes. So it's really, really beautiful. It's really interesting because everything I need to know, they teach me. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, it is. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, no, I think it was a couple of months back, I was having a reading with a client who it came through quite strongly that she needed womb healing. She had a lot of like emotions that she was holding on to her womb space that was affecting her, her relationships, her physical health, um, and just life in general. Um, mm -hmm. It came through quite strongly that she needed a womb healing. Um, she asked me, do you know how to do that? And I was about to say no, it's <laughs> like yes <laughs> and I trust so much now so I'm just like yes I know how to do that and um kind of freaked out because she booked a session and I'm like okay I'm gonna do something I have no idea about how to go about mm -hmm. doing that so then I sat down the next day with my journal and a pen I'm like okay I'd like to invite the being in that is gonna teach me about womb healing Mm -hmm. and enter goddess Isis you know she is like the divine the divine mother and it was the first time I had channeled a, a female energy and it was just so on point it was like hello this is what womb healing is this is why it's important this is the wisdom that's held in the womb this is how you do a session step one step two step three step four and I just had an entire session outline I was like wow that was easy and then I just called a friend I'm like hey I need to try something because I have a paying client like in a couple of days and then we did it and it was just insane so I was like oh okay so it's really building that trust muscle as well knowing that whatever does come through even though it sounds insane or like not <laughs> like I just go for it you know and that was really hard in the beginning to I was receiving all this guidance, but I wasn't acting on it. And what's really important to mention there, I believe, is that when you receive all this guidance and all this information about things you're meant to share with the world, and you don't do that, it's kind of like that will go to another person. Because oh. you've been chosen as a channel to deliver some. So it's not the point isn't that you're supposed to lock yourself in your room and like get all this information and then just keep it for yourself. Like the actual purpose, like I'm not special. I'm just like the channel that a certain being has chosen to mm -hmm. be able to share something that the world needs. And if I'm not willing or able to do that, they will choose like this is still things that need to come through. They will go and choose someone else that's like, yes, I'm going to do this. And then you can be like, oh, but I had that idea a couple of weeks ago. It's like, no, spirit went somewhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that is also something that I feel is very important that whenever you do receive guidance, it's really important to follow through 
Because I noticed at one point when I was not doing anything, because I was completely paralyzed with fear, that guidance started to weaken. And mm -hmm. I was like, where is it going? Like, it's not going to go anywhere, but it was just not as strong. And obviously, mm -hmm. they're giving me all this information, and I'm just sitting on it and not yeah. doing anything. So now I'm in this very sacred relationship where I'm like, tell me what to do, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's so interesting I love it can you tell a little bit more about how it feels for you to be clairaudience and claircognizant and how it comes through for you just for anyone else that might have these senses as well do you you mentioned about hearing a male voice is it like a thought like how does it appear and even with claircognizant how do you know how does it come about for someone that has not yet experienced it it's sometimes hard to kind of understand and I imagine it's a little yeah. bit different for every um, single one of us but if you could talk a little bit about yeah how it's for you absolutely so in the beginning it was uh the Claire audience that was very mm -hmm. strong so I would just you know I, I didn't need to sit and do any specific practice for it I would just walk around in my kitchen make my breakfast and I'm like hey what are we I just spoke and it was a voice that was mm -hmm. when it opened up was very very clear and very strong you know so unmistakable after a couple of months I believe like that voice started to sound more like not my voice but it was not as loud it was not as you know bang on as it was mm -hmm. when it started and then I started to freak out I'm like is it going away <laughs> actually and I was a complete newbie I didn't know anything so I went to a medium to ask her like to be my mentor or like I asked her a couple of questions she's like oh well they do that um because when they come through they they come through very clearly so that you believe Mm -hmm. And then your vibration becomes very similar to theirs. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes like there's no need for that super direct, you know, loud voice to be literally here, like beside mm -hmm. my, in my left ear. She's like, that's just your vibration that is, you know, kind of uh, matching theirs. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So then that was because um, I was really fearful. I'm like, okay, should I? start doing this and then what happens if I wake up one day and my abilities are gone like they're not mm -hmm. going anywhere but um so that was very clear like in the beginning that it was a very very loud voice and then it started to become a little bit more subtle and sometimes mm, I'm trying to find a good way to I would say it's slightly stronger than hearing your own thought but sometimes it could be literally like it is your own thought but I kind of know the distinction I know it feels like a thought, but I know they're not, I know it's spirit. Yeah. And that's very, very different for everyone because then I also, yeah, I think all the senses work in tandem because it was like, I was listening, but then when I was writing down the messages, I would get like 10 times more. So it was like, it was a combination of clear audience and automatic writing. So then it was like, I was writing all this stuff, but I didn't know what I was writing. And then I would read it afterwards and go, oh my God, like who wrote this? Because it was not, it was so poetic and so beautiful. And I couldn't have written that. So yeah. 
that was the combination I had in the beginning. So when I started, I was doing like distant readings. Um, and then with time, when I took a channeling course, it wasn't that I actually learned about the other senses. It was just that I was raising my vibration and opening myself up mm -hmm. so much that uh, for me, it literally feels like I'm getting information through different senses constantly. So I'm hearing, I'm knowing. Sometimes I see, like, like I mentioned, not very visual, but sometimes I'll see yeah. uh, like blurry images. Sometimes I know that I'm seeing a picture that I can't see, but I know what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what I did learn in the channeling course was how to get into a different uh, brainwave state. So yeah. essentially uh, when I'm channeling and I'm hearing, I'm in my, ooh, what brainwave state is that? Well, it's, it's called indirect channeling. So I'm like conscious. I ask my ego to step aside, but when I'm channeling so that it just comes straight through me, but I'm quite conscious. And when you allow your body to relax and your mind to relax and you get into a brainwave state, which is the same state you get into with hypnosis, um, that is when you can really step aside and invite spirit to actually speak through you. And what happens then is that I have no idea what I'm saying. Like I just, it's, it's a state of deep surrender because you're actually inviting an energy in to speak through you and mm -hmm. use your voice box because spirit doesn't have that. So it's like, okay, I'm going to step aside, come in and speak through me. And that is a very different way of channeling. And what I've noticed with myself, like I kind of dip in, in and out of these states. Like sometimes I am in that light. I'm in a lighter trance. They're different like levels of trance. Mm -hmm. You're in a very, very deep trance. Um, yeah. And I go into like a light trance state where I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm talking and then I'm getting all of this stuff at the same time. Like I'm still hearing, seeing, knowing and speaking at the same time. So for me, it kind of works in, in tandem, but I think for most people it feel you, they receive it predominantly through one or two senses. Like I haven't heard anyone that, <laughs> that is bombarded like through all of their senses almost at the same time. And I actually met one of my um, kinesiologists, I yeah. think we say in English, and she's a, a psychic as well. And she told me she actually smells, feels, she has all her senses and she's oh. just actually almost living the experience. But I haven't known of anyone else otherwise but it's quite mind-blowing that she told me like she can actually smell the yeah. experience as well that so is, uh, yeah that's happened to me like once or like twice that the smell but some people have that that's actually a sense that's not as common and a taste as well like um so that's quite interesting like smelling if it I think that's quite common with mediums like when they're channeling mm. smell like freshly baked cookies and like yes my grandmother used to bake cookies or like yeah. a fume or a cigar or something that I've heard of yeah definitely haven't had a lot of those experiences myself but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so interesting like everyone's I imagine is so different and yeah, experiences 
And I guess like, if you wanted to know a bit more about what it feels like, I think it's in the beginning, like when you start uh, receiving information or connecting with something you haven't connected with before, it's going to be a lot stronger. So notice I was channeling different beings and then I felt very called to channel the Akashic Records, which is like a metaphysical library that exists in the fifth dimension, which is said to like hold the energetic information of each and every soul that exists. So it's essentially tapping into the book of your soul and receiving information. This is like the same field I was tapped into during <laughs> that plant medicine retreat that I told yeah. you about, it's the same field. And the first time I opened up to the Akashic Records, then it was like, whoa, I was, there was a lot of energy coming through, kind of like pulsating. Body. It kind of feels like electric shock is the wrong word, but you get what I mean. It's, it's very strong. So I was like swaying a lot back and forth. I was feeling a lot of pressure in my head, like a lot of energy when you tap into something the first time, but then like with time, it becomes quite normal because your vibration is so high so that it's not that you have to raise it so much to actually meet the frequency of what you're trying to tap into if that makes sense um so yeah it does feel different when you first start out and then it becomes more normal yeah <laughs> i love that that's so amazing um before we wrap up like you already gave quite a lot of information and advice on if you're not connected fully yet to your gift how to deepen that connection and one was the playfulness the you have to relax one I found very interesting is stop trying so hard because it's something I'm doing very much it's like I'm trying so hard and then it's like hearing crickets there's nothing happening but the other one was the trust to really trust in what you receive and I wrote down as well like know what your main sense is is there anything else that comes to mind that you would like to give as an advice for people that want to actually experience their own gifts yeah so it's actually a little bit more complex than like a lot of people are like, yeah, just sit down and like meditate and, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like, yeah, that might work for some. But if it was that easy, everyone would be able to do that. And so I would say that like, yes, it can be easy, but sometimes mm -hmm. it takes um, not only like patience, practice and trust, but it's actually looking in to see and this is quite difficult to to do on your own but working with someone that is able to tap into your field and your limiting beliefs around opening up to channel mm -hmm. about opening trusting your intuition um and there can be a lot of fear as well this is what i see with a lot of my clients like fears of opening up seeing things um they might have had experiences as children you know when we're quite open seeing things that they they found scary um another common one which is very common for people that are on this path or are very drawn to it that they've had several lifetimes where they've been using their gifts or doing this kind of work and it could be a past life fear of mm -hmm. something happening um, it could be a very common one. This is usually tied to like stepping into your power and like 
being visible and speaking your truth. It's usually past life blocks around that, like a very Mm -hmm. common one, which is also referred to as like the witch's wound. Very, very common, not only for like psychics and healers, but I see this in like coaches, um, anyone that is here to make a difference really would benefit from doing uh, a reading about that because more often than not, that is the case that they've been, you know, wanting to speak their truth, make a difference in some way and been Mm -hmm. punished for it. And sometimes it's quite dramatic and sometimes it doesn't have to be. You can see maybe someone else being punished for speaking up and then you've made like a vow, I will not speak my truth I will not use my gifts um and other common ones could be uh past life contracts uh this one I've seen I think two or three times like people that have like shamanic wisdom Mm -hmm. and then with like colonialism with all of that with the catholic church they have vowed not to use their gifts And that's just like an example I could think of off the top of my head. But yeah, there there could be quite a lot. Um, For me, for example, I was doing this work, but when it came to trans channeling, I wasn't getting anything. It wasn't, it wasn't just not happening. So my channeling teacher tapped into my field and said, you have a limiting belief that it's not safe to surrender because this is a very, surrender is actually one of the hardest things I would say. (laughs) Uh, and for some reason my body would not feel safe and Mm -hmm. if it's not safe then it won't happen so she removed that block and boom (laughs) I was trans channeling and that is actually like sometimes it's just the smallest tweaks that are needed doesn't have to be like this whole process I had another client a male client of mine that's working with me specifically for like learning how to channel and for him like uh, we tapped into a past life where he was like a yogi and he had opened up his kundalini energy very very quickly so it was like awakened in a way that wasn't safe that kind of uh, led to him like losing his mind so I'm like you have this deep you know fear in your body that it's not safe to open up and He's like, I actually feel like, even though it makes no sense and it's like, it's a past life, of course, I'm not feeling it now. Like when you hear it, there is that, sometimes you can get that feeling in your body that like, ooh, that feels, that resonates. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know why, but it just does. I feel that block in my body. So that's, a yeah, definitely if you've been trying, if you know what your clear sense is, you've been trying to open up and it's not really, moving anywhere it could be a really good idea to actually work with someone who can assist you so it's not only like energy healing there are certain activations that make things a lot easier as well for me for example like there's something called light language which is just sounds like gibberish really but (laughs) (laughs) it does a little bit anything I was drawn to at all I'm like no that's not for me but like in mm-hmm. my channeling core and it had never come through before but then I received an activation to activate like language and then all of a sudden like I could do it and so activations are quite different from energy healing so healing is actually yeah 
what it sounds like. It's healing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, activations are energetic activations of something that is naturally within you. Like it's already Mm -hmm. dormant. It's already there, but it's being awakened. It's like you're remembering. And that's the same thing as like DNA activation as well. Like certain things are in your Mm -hmm. soul already. Some aren't, but they can be naturally awakened. So that is the magic of this work. Like it's not only healing, it's like activating who you truly are and just awakening to everything that you have within. And it is just so magical, like really, really magical. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Thank you so, so much for all this information, for having taken the time to speak with me, to have a chat. I got so much information out of it and I'm very excited to be continue working with you. Um, before we end, if you want to share um, with people how and where they can find you, if they're interested in either working with you or having a chat or whatever, how can they best contact you or get in touch? So the best way to get in contact with me right now anyway is through Instagram, uh, channeled by Nina is where you can find me and I offer channeled readings. I also offer specific business readings where I call in the business guide that is here to support you in your sole purpose and building the business of your dreams. And I also offer um, channeled, specific, uniquely channeled mentorship programs. So they are channeled by your higher or from your higher self, I would say, and your spiritual team. And that's basically getting you from where you are to where you want to be in the fastest way possible. So it's a mix of a lot of the things we've been speaking about today, but so much more as well. So that's where you'll find me channeled by Nina. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me. I had a lot of fun <laughs> today. Thank you. And for everyone that's wondering if it is for them, I can truly say it changed my life. So I could never like be more happy about this mentorship I had or have with you. Um, so thank you so much. And I'll see you again soon anyway. Thank you, beautiful soul, for being here with me this week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and to follow me on Instagram at uniquely.nikki. See you next time.